Welcome to episode three of Crime and Cassie and all things creepy. Hope you're all out there doing amazing sweeties. Did you guys ever have a place you gathered at when you were teenagers? A random place that you hung out at because there was really nothing else to do in your small town? A gas station perhaps? For me personally, it was the Sheets. Sheets, by the way, is a gas station slash convenience store. And like, I literally went there after prom. Like that was the spot. For a girl named Alexis Murphy, that spot was the Liberty Gas Station in Levingston, Virginia. It has a McDonald's attached to it, so I totally get it. That's where they would go. Her family says she basically went there almost every single day. It was a place of comfort for her, and I'm sure she never had any reason to feel unsafe until the evening of August 3rd, 2013. So it's summertime 2013 and 17-year-old Alexis Murphy is enjoying herself while she gears up for her senior year at Nelson County High School in the town of Shipman, Virginia. Alexis was born June 5th, 1996. She comes from a huge loving family. Cousins were more like siblings, aunts, uncles. They loved you like your mom and dad. Alexis is described as humble, genuine, and responsible. She was funny, she was witty, she loved to dance. She was five foot nine and used that height as a very talented volleyball player. She was beautiful, but didn't know it. And like most teenagers, she was glued to her phone. She was super likable and had a huge following on Twitter. She actually had 12,000 followers. I had a Twitter for a short time, ironically also in 2013. And I think I had like seven followers. So I was no Alexis. On August 3rd, Alexis is getting excited. She starts her senior year in a few weeks and she plans on getting her senior pictures done in about a week. She's thinking about her hair, her makeup, what she's gonna wear. So she decides to drive to the nearby town of Lynchburg to pick up hair extensions and get her hair done. Her mom tells her just don't spend too much money and Alexis agrees. And with that, she sends out one final tweet saying Berg bound and she leaves in her dad's white Nissan. Alexis has a strict 11 p.m. curfew and when she's not home by 11, her family immediately knows something is wrong. They're calling her and calling her and it's going straight to voicemail. And remember, she's very responsible for one. And for two, she's always attached to her phone. So nope, nope, nope. We are going to the sheriff's office and filing a missing persons report ASAP. The sheriff's office is like, okay, we hear this all the time. Teenagers don't always tell their families everything, but her family was so persistent that they decided to look into it right away. They speak with detective Billy Mays and he knows that usually runaways, they don't exactly have the best home life. But after speaking with Alexis's family and then verifying that information through her friends, he knows that's not the case with Alexis and her family. There's no way this girl is going to run away. Initially, police feared that her large social media presence could have led to her disappearance. So fairly quickly, they contact the FBI and they bring in a social media expert. In their words, social media is a breeding ground for predators. They traced Alexis's activity and they see that one final tweet saying Bergbound referencing her plans to go to Lynchburg for the day. They find out she never actually made it to the salon. Within hours, they're using the Find My iPhone app and they end up tracking Alexis's phone to a 4,800 acre estate in Arrington, Virginia called Oak Ridge Estate. And 
The family happens to know someone who works there. His name is Abraham and he is Alexis's mom's ex-boyfriend. Her mom grew up with him and describes him as a very nice person. The police question him on his whereabouts and he denies knowing anything. When they look at his phone, they conclude that he had no contact with Alexis and his phone wasn't pinging anywhere near hers, so they're able to rule him out. Sheriffs end up combing the whole area with cars and helicopters, but the search leads to nothing. The state police and the Department of Emergency Management join in on the search. They gather that the most likely route that Alexis would have been taking to Lynchburg that day would have been Route 29. Most alarmingly, Route 29 has been the scene of some pretty mysterious crimes. It's reported that at least 32 men and women have gone missing on some portion of Route 29. They're probably wondering, did Alexis get carjacked? Did she get ran off the road? Did she get kidnapped? Alexis's mother, Laura, goes to the media and pleads with them, if anyone knows anything, please come forward, even the smallest thing. The community rallies around her. Everyone comes together to try to find Alexis. Her face is all over every news channel. It's all over social media with the trending hashtag find Alexis Murphy and bring Alexis Murphy home. You know, they're holding candlelight vigils. Investigators are going over those cell phone records and wouldn't you know it, one of the very last pings from Alexis's phone pings at that Liberty gas station in Lovingston, Virginia, that same Liberty gas station that Alexis and her friends frequented. So they get the security footage and at face value, it doesn't seem like anything's out of the ordinary. It confirms Alexis was there around 7 p.m. And the detectives say, quote, she didn't appear to be distressed or distraught or in any kind of danger or scared and she was there alone. But the last activity on her phone was at 7.17 p.m. The authorities canvass the area and they find no trace of Alexis other than seeing her on that security footage. August 6th, someone calls in a tip reporting to have seen Alexis's vehicle in Charlottesville at a movie theater. Now, Charlottesville is 40 miles north of Shipman, where Alexis is from, and 70 miles north of Lynchburg, where Alexis was headed. Investigators find that white Nissan that Alexis was driving, and they're fearful that they're gonna find her in the trunk. So they search the vehicle and Alexis is nowhere to be found. They obtained surveillance footage from the area where the car that Alexis was driving was found, but all it shows is an unidentifiable individual near her car. They can't tell who it is. Meanwhile, those social media experts are still combing through Alexis's Twitter and they come across a man named Michael from Lynchburg, and he was actually supposed to meet up with Alexis that day while she was shopping. Michael claims Alexis ghosted him and they never actually met up. And he actually hadn't heard from her since around 6 p.m. <sighs> so the police are frustrated at this point. So they go back to the Liberty gas station to recheck that security footage. And boy, does it tell a different story this time. They see that a man had held the door for Alexis as she was exiting the store and he was entering the store. And they appear to exchange a few words and the police are able to identify that man as 48-year-old Randy Taylor. And I know what you're thinking. No, this isn't the Randy Taylor who was JTT's 
beloved character from Home Improvement, who I swore I was going to marry if Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't available. No, 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 no. This Randy Taylor looks like a testicle with legs. Now, Randy sticks out like a sore thumb because, again, testicle. But also, he has a very distinctive vehicle. It's a truck with a camouflage design on it. He also has a huge Daffy Duck tattoo on his neck. Uh, I would know him as the kind of guy who I would walk to the other side of the road to kind of avoid. Police view another security camera in the parking lot of Liberty Gas Station and it shows the white Nissan that Alexis was driving following what appears to be Randy's truck along Route 29 towards Charlottesville. Investigators discover that Randy lives in a camper just off of Route 29. So four days after Alexis's disappearance, uh, Detective Mays goes there and there's an abandoned house, there's a camper, and Detective Mays describes it as looking like something out of a horror movie. I know I referenced this a lot in the Israel Keys episode, but I can confirm this too has horror movie vibes. The police end up interviewing Randy for about eight hours and he denies knowing anything about Alexis at all. They end up confronting him with that security footage, so he changes his story. He says, okay, she was here, and recalled meeting her about a year earlier at a car wash. He says he was smoking some Mary Jane, and Alexis commented on it how it smelled like some really good stuff. He then tells investigators that Alexis came with another man to his camper, bought some weed, and left. He gives a description of the alleged man, and police don't really believe him, but they have to explore all possibilities. They file a search warrant for Randy's camper, and at the same time, they're going back through Alexis's social media with a fine-tooth comb in search for this alleged man that Randy is describing. They end up identifying a man named Damien. Damien had also gone to Nelson County High School. He left the area right around the time Alexis vanished and went to Alabama. He also just so happened to work at that McDonald's that was attached to the Liberty Gas Station where Alexis was last seen. Coincidence? I think not. Just kidding. Because while it did look kind of suspicious, authorities find nothing connecting Damien to the case whatsoever. They think old scrotum face was just trying to throw them off. They think he probably had seen Damien working at that McDonald's at one point or another and decided to just throw him in the mix. Investigators finally get that search warrant to search Randy's camper and they find a mountain of evidence and it's gut-wrenching. They find a torn fingernail, a diamond stud, which looks a lot like Alexis's Monroe piercing, they find pieces of hair extensions wrapped in the shirt Randy had been seen wearing on surveillance footage. Those are three things that take a lot of force to come off. DNA would later confirm all of those items to be from Alexis. Police call in a canine unit used to detect adhesive found in cell phones near Randy's trailer. They end up finding Alexis's phone about 70 feet away from his trailer and it had been all smashed up. They end up arresting Randy, and as Detective Mays describes it, he says, quote, he looked like a ghost, a deer in the headlights. I don't think Randy expected the rain of hell that came down on him as fast as it came down. 
By the way, how disgusting is this dude's trailer that he was so shocked when they found all of this clear evidence? Like, how dirty are you? Weirdly enough, this isn't the first time that Randy is the prime suspect in a young woman's disappearance. 19-year-old Samantha Ann Clark went missing on September 13th, 2010 and hasn't been seen since. Who was she allegedly last seen with? Randy Taylor. Samantha's mother, Barbara, reported that her daughter typically didn't go outside once it had gotten dark. She also says that even if she did, no public transportation would have been available at that time of the night. So she was likely picked up by somebody. Randy had some friends in common with Samantha and her mother claims that Randy had called Samantha several times the night that she disappeared. At the time, investigators searched all over central Virginia, including Chris Green Lake, but they never ended up finding anything. The lead investigator through all of this, Lieutenant Billy Mays, had to be the one to give Alexis's family the crushing news that although they haven't found her body, they don't believe that Alexis is alive and they plan to charge Randy Taylor with her murder. Authorities believe Alexis may have planned on buying marijuana from Randy Taylor, which would explain why she followed him. But her family isn't convinced, and you know what? Neither am I. I just can't see this beautiful, smart, responsible girl buying weed from this walking nutsack, you know? I mean, when you're young and you're desperate for some weed, or in my case, when I was 17, a bottle of 99 bananas, maybe? I don't know. I just can't wrap my head around it. But then why else would she follow him? Did he threaten her? I don't know. Before the trial, they offer Randy a freaking deal. He'd spend just 20 years behind bars if he just told Alexis's family where her body was. His response? Give me 10. Alexis Murphy's murder trial begins May 2014 at the Nelson County Courthouse. Prosecutors unveil even more evidence at trial. They find blood in that shirt that Randy was wearing and that those hair extensions that they found inside of the shirt were woven in. You guys, this was a brutal murder and luckily the jury agrees. The jury finds Randy guilty on first degree murder and abduction with intent to defile and he's sentenced to two life terms in prison. After the verdict, Randy stands up in court and he's like, wait, 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 I'll take that deal. I'll tell you where she is. Too little, too late, my man. In December of 2020, remains are found on private property off of Route 29. And finally, on February 5th, 2021, those remains are identified as Alexis Murphy. Alexis's last Facebook post reads, keep hope alive, you're somebody. And I think that really shows the kind of person who Alexis was, how kind she was, how positive she was. And I can't help but think all of the good that she'd be continuing to put out in the world. And it, it really is such a shame. It makes me so sad. If you have any information regarding Samantha Clark's disappearance, you are asked to contact the Orange County Police Department at 540-672-1491. Or by Instagram messaging at Orange Police VA. This was Crime and Cassie. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Crime X Cassie. 
And don't forget wherever you're watching or listening to like and subscribe. And you guys, reviews, again, they go a long way, so give me five. And as always, stay safe, wear your SPF, and never give anyone who even remotely resembles a ball sack the time of day.